are now tuned into the Lunch Break Podcast, where truth sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 26 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. My name is James Bodden, and today's guest for episode 26 is Martin MacArthur, account executive at The Sales Developers. And in today's episode, Martin and I talk about everything from how he got started into sales how he navigated through his career to be where he's at today. We covered the power of positive thinking, the power of having a personal brand, and much, much more. But in case you're actually listening to this on your lunch break and you don't have time to take in the entire episode, I am serving up a snack break. This is Martin MacArthur's sales tip from episode 26. Take a listen. So Martin... With all of your experience and all of your knowledge, what, what, what's a sales tip that the, these sales folks can go back to their desk and put into action? Yeah, so, so it's a, a bit of a two-part tip. Love it. First part is always be genuine and authentic. And I know lately there's a lot of noise, a lot of words on LinkedIn and social and everything else that are using those, those two words. But when I say I'm genuine and I'm being authentic, it's that that's truly who I am. So yep. So if you're gonna use those, really mean it. Figure out what it is that makes you genuine and authentic. Don't just use it as buzzwords mm-hmm. because that's that's something that, that drives me a bit crazy <laughs> at times as different buzzwords. <laughs> and then secondly there, especially now, there is going to be a lot of noise on social with different tips, tricks, tactics. So my advice would be, don't believe everything you read. <laughs> read it, listen to it, figure out what works for you. Yeah. Take, take some of it, make it your own. But just because somebody is using some type of opening for a cold call or they're using some type of framework, you know, test it out, A, a B test it, right? Yep. Test it out. And if it feels natural to you, then start implementing it, start using it. I love it. So Martin's lunch break podcast sales tips. Number one, if you're going to be genuine, if you're going to say that you're genuine and authentic, really mean it figure out what that means to you and then be that a hundred percent of the time. And then the second tip is, and I love this, be careful about following all the sales tips that you see. What a great tip. There it is folks. Martin MacArthur's snack break sales tip from episode number 26. So if you need to get back to your desk, go for it. If you have the time to take in the entire episode, here it is, Martin MacArthur on episode 26 of the Lunch Break Podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. Very excited about my guest today because he's somebody that should have been on season one and scheduling and being busy and uh, things got in the way. And so I knew that I needed to have this particular person as the first guest of season two. Uh, I've wanted him to come on the show for for quite a while. So I'm very, very 
excited to have Martin MacArthur on the show. He is currently an account executive at the Sales Developers. He's a active member of the sales community on LinkedIn. He regularly shares his insights on his experiences through his sales career and has been featured on other podcasts such as Inside Inside Sales with Daryl Prale. And I'm just very honored to have you here, Martin. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, that, thanks, James. First off, and holy smokes, that's uh, quite an introduction. You uh, got to make sure my uh, big inflated ego is going to fit through the uh, airway here. <laughs> well, I had I had an entire season uh, of recording the podcast to make sure that I hit it out the park with that intro, Martin. But it's it's all absolutely true. So. Um, yeah, very happy to have you here, man. And and look, I think we should just go ahead and dive right into it. Uh, talk to us about how you got started in sales, how you ended up in this game of sales, and uh, how that led you to your current role as a being an AE over at the sales developers. Yeah, for sure. Um, so so first off, thanks, James. Uh, really excited as well to uh, to be on here and. Um, uh, you know, my, my sales career, I think it's been a little, um, it, it hasn't always been a straight line. Um, I, I sort of fell into sales, um, after college, but, um, you know, my parents, I kind of got a taste of sales as a young child because my, uh, my parents, they were both owners of small business. Uh, my, my dad, his background started off in the finance space as a branch manager for, um, you know, some finance uh, firms here in, in Ontario. And then uh, eventually he ended up in the grocery industry. So he, he owned his own grocery store for the better part of my child childhood and uh, young adult life. So I kind of got my taste from that, his experiences yeah. working in the, the grocery industry as a, you know, as a child, um, interacting with people. And, and I've just always had that curiosity about people. Um, my nature for some reason, I, you know, I don't know why it is, but I, I just have a, a very inquisitive nature hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I went to college, didn't really know what I wanted to do. My dad said, well, why don't you go into business? It'll, offer a lot of different opportunities and from there you can then decide where you want to go after that so uh i was like yeah all right let's let's do that and um you know because of my my blindness my dad thought you know maybe human resources would be a good path because you know it's especially that the advancement of technology was taking off at the early 2000s yeah that you know maybe that would be a, a good path to go down and um i i went through that path, but figured out that wasn't for me. Um, I was more interested in marketing and, uh, advertising those types of, of areas, um, and technology. Yeah. And, uh, I just figured, you know, human resources, I don't think was going to offer the, uh, the type of experience that I wanted. Yeah. Um, so I, I got connected with a, a very small, uh, voice over IP provider here in Ottawa. They were just starting a business. 
no clue on what they're doing. They're out of originally out of the construction world, going into technology. Oh wow! I was I was really wet behind the ears too, right? Not knowing anything, and uh, they're like, "Here's what we want you to do. We want you to pick up the phone, call people, set us meetings, and here's what you need to say to them." Yeah. So that that's just kind of where where it started, and then I uh, transitioned from there to uh, manage IT services. Spent a number of years in that space. Mm-hmm. Then a, an opportunity opened up in uh, digital marketing, um, but unfortunately, just due to uh, due to some of the the day to day restraints that I have with technology and my blindness, it was just not a good fit. Yeah, and I found myself unemployed again, and uh, you know, as you mentioned off the top here, I you know I found a great platform in LinkedIn, being able to build a a, a pretty good personal brand and I get connected with some incredible folks, uh, Ryan Reiser and Rex Beberston. Uh, I never pronounced Rex's name. Me neither. (laughs) But uh, I got connected with them um, about a year ago. We started a a conversation at the time. There just wasn't a fit. Yeah. And uh, we stayed in touch. I continue engaging with their content. Uh, filtered a, a few small leads their way, you know, that they, they weren't able to, to work with, but yeah. you know, that the engagement was still there. And, uh, Ryan reached out to me back in, uh, I think it was beginning of March. Um, and he said, Hey, are, are you still looking for a gig? Because I think we've got something opening up here that we can get a little creative with and, and make it work for you. Uh, so from there, uh, we, we chat it and he's like, you know, it's probably going to be at least a month, maybe two months out, but if you can wait, we've got something for you. And I said, yeah, you know what? It's going to, I really feel it's going to be worth the wait. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now here we are. I love it, man. I love it. And, and <clears throat> you know, it's a, it's a, you mentioned kind of at the beginning, the fact that you're, path really hasn't been a straight line. And I think the best salespeople I know have the wonkiest and craziest paths to, to where they've ended up because especially in sales, to me, a straight line means that you haven't taken any risks and you haven't tried anything new. And sometimes when you try something new, like you have when you switch industries, right. And, go into something that you're unfamiliar with. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And if you've been in the sales game for any, any number of years, you're going to know that because it happens to everybody. And, um, I think your story in particular, because I've been connected with you on LinkedIn and been able to watch it. The, the impression that I always got was that, you were like a lot of other salespeople that I know, including myself, kind of searching for that right vehicle. Because, you know, you can have all the sales skills in the world and a company can be on paper, the best company, top place to work or whatever. But if it's not right for you specifically, then it's, it's not the right vehicle that's going to take you further in your career, you know? And so I think 
what, what you kind of described as your journey and, and how you got to where you are now, it's very interesting because I feel like it was just a matter of trying a few different vehicles out, figuring out if it worked. And then finally kind of the stars aligning and being able to kind of key into something that you're really passionate about. Right. Because let's be honest, it's, um, who's, who's, waking up in the morning pumped to go talk about managed IT services <laughs> or, uh, you know, I worked in the analytics industry for the past three years, wasn't waking up jazzed to go cold call people about big data. It just wasn't something, you know, that I was absolutely fired up about. So <clears throat> I think you're kind of a great example of you just kind of that persistence that's required. So, yeah, so talk you, to us about you, that. You, you, uh, you, you hit a, a, a really good nail on the head there, James, about it being the right vehicle and in the right fit. Because um, <clears throat> when I was searching for a new new company to join, um, there, there's a few things that that I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was really being strategic and and trying to carve out a niche in terms of finding a new role because all these different job you know all these different perks that a lot of companies will put out there i don't care about you know i i don't care if you got a foosball table because (laughs) guess what i don't i can't play foosball or uh you know if you can um you know you you have a stock fridge of coffee and beer and, and whiskey like okay well that, that's nice uh, you know those are appealing to me because i love beer and whiskey but you know what i got a cupboard at home that's full of that so that, that yeah. you know, that's not driving me to really want to come work for you mm-hmm. then the, then the other thing is what are people saying about you online what like what are some of the reviews and sec and, and lastly for me and this is a very because it's a very specific thing what is your tech stack what are the tools i'm going to use day to day day in day out and what are they going how are they going to work with my specific technology because it is a a one-off situation i haven't come across many people in the b2b space that are blind trying to navigate a, a large tech stack of different tools yeah. So those were something that were vital in, uh, in me trying to find success, a successful role to move in, transition into. And uh, that was, uh, you know, those things were at the forefront front of uh, our conversations. Every time that Ryan and Rex and I talked, and then when they brought in um, Adam Johnson, their, the new CRO, yeah, we, Adam and I spoke and we continue to speak weekly about it. That, that, always came back to the front because I've gone to other places. I've tried the technology, you know, we've gone through the whole song and dance and <laughs> brought me on board only to find out it's not through, gonna work. you know, a month later, three months later, whatever, nothing's going well because the technology is just not simply working. And, you know, part of that was, was a learning curve on my part, not asking the right questions, sure, but also on the employer's part of not, offering or, or trying to come up with some creative workarounds 
for that. So, yeah, well, look, I mean, let's be honest, you face a different set of challenges and, um, you, I think kind of what you're talking about in general is important for everybody. Uh, but especially if you struggle with any sort of, you know, thing, um, that, that just makes kind of doing the daily duties harder. There, there needs to be uh, some real thought put behind when you're in a position where you're looking for a new role. Yeah, let's make sure we're not wasting our time here, right? Yep. So let's bring these things to the forefront, like you said. And that <clears throat> only comes through kind of not doing that before. I would imagine, because I think about all of the things that I kind of have learned in my different roles each time I make sure upfront that I get that information, <laughs> like whatever it was that didn't work at the last place, the next place I'm making sure <laughs> that, you know, that's a box that's ticked off before I even try to make a decision, you know? And, and, that, and that's all part of our, our learning and, and growth yep. development, right? Is Yep. And like what you had said earlier on about taking some risks. Okay. You know, you, you, you go to this company, right. And you think, okay, it, it might be a bit of a challenge, but you know what, they're doing some really cool things mm-hmm. that I'd like to be a part of. Yeah. Let's see Genuinely. if we can't, you, know, you know, let's try and figure out a way that it's going to be a fit, mm-hmm. but then, you know, going in, diving in and not taking the time to truly understand some of the challenges, then you're, you're, you know, back looking for another opportunity. So yeah, totally online with what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because I think I know many salespeople and I've feel like I've, I don't want to say struggled, but gone through the same kind of thing um, where you're just kind of like, you've taken a risk, you're trying something that's a little bit outside of maybe what you know, or there maybe even is some unanswered thing about what you're doing. Um, But you're going to take that risk anyway. And I think at the very least, you're coming out of whatever situation, a little bit smarter, a little bit wiser. And then I think what you do, what you've done specifically by being active on LinkedIn and investing in your personal brand is it, it magnifies what you're doing, right? Because like, if you were just kind of going through your career uh, and facing these challenges and overcoming them and then taking a risk and facing some new challenges and overcoming that and figuring things out, that's all well and good. Uh, but you know, nobody really knows about it. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and that magnification that comes with, you know, having the guts to be active on LinkedIn in an authentic way, because that is a differentiator. That's why I love, all of your content that you post because it's absolutely authentic. And I remember, you know, seeing you get a new gig and then, you know, like 60 days later saying, I hate to say this, but I'm back out here looking for a new gig. Like that takes guts to be transparent like that. Cause a lot of people, their ego would kick in and say, uh, I don't want to admit that I did something that didn't work out and I don't want to look like, this or I don't want to come off as this. So 
you know, talk to us about where where those guts come from because not everybody like it's a it's a struggle for people to post content on LinkedIn at all and then to do it in an authentic way um there's so many advantages of it you're like living proof of that because that transparency allowed people to see your journey and know that you're you've got these character traits and led to the situation you're in now but i mean geez like how do you even get there martin yeah, the, 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 that's a, a really, uh, really gr- great question, and uh, I, I would have to uh, attribute a lot of it to surrounding myself with positive and, and supportive influences, whether that's family, friends, people that you know, acquaintances, colleagues, wh- whomever. Yep surrounding myself with those influences uh, mm-hmm. because you know when I was going between roles and trying to find something new I you know I did have a lot of uh, negative days negative negative energy yeah that's rough mentally it, Anybody exactly who's been through that knows exactly how rough that is and it is rough it, it is um, but you know my my parents especially my, my dad, like my dad and I, we have a, a really unique relationship. Uh, we're, we're each other's best friend. And like, I when, love it. when I'm down, he kicks me in the ass and he's like, no, no, this isn't acceptable. And, uh, and I think that's where it comes from. Right. And he really instilled that in me, uh, um, at a young age. And, uh, that just kind of has evolved in, and carried over as I've, you know, have uh, matured and, and have experienced a lot of those situations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, um, one of the thing I, it's funny that the conversation kind of came here and maybe this is why, but I saw a video of Gary V earlier today and somebody asked him a question, like, how do you gain that confidence? Right. And how do you, like, if you come from, a situation where you're, you know, maybe facing more challenges than the average person or your environment isn't the greatest or whatever it is that kind of knocks your confidence down. How do you gain that back or how do you start to, to have it? It sounds like, you know, you were lucky that it's kind of always been there, but what Gary's point was, and it's the same as yours, is it's about who you're surrounding yourself with. Yep. It's that's about... That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's about, you know, those positive influences because, and I think about, <clears throat> I mean, this is something, if I'm being absolutely honest, this is something I need to get way better at is, is seeking out more of those positive influences because, yeah, I mean, life's rough. Like life in general is rough. And, uh, and, and especially, especially <laughs> if, if you're in the, positions that we're in where you're, you're, you're doing outbound mm-hmm. prospecting or networking, whatever channel that you're doing. But if you're going out and seeking, looking, finding new business opportunities, yeah, you, you need to have that energy and, yeah. and you need to find those people who can support you because you're going to have really shitty days yeah you, you will no, and no that's lie. just the fact of uh, of life people and, and this is something i'm finding out more and more every day 
people are, it's like a reflex. They're just uh, not negative, but they're uh, very curt. Mm. But uh, I attribute that to more of a reflex, especially when you're picking up the phone, interrupting them, or you're walking in, whatever the case is, right? It's just like a, you're a strange, the mind's a reflex. This is a stranger. My answer's got to be no, go away. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that goes to your point. Like when you, you're having those bad days, whether it's your, you know, personally, I'm, uh, I'm not married or, or in a relationship or anything like that. But if you are, lean on your, your significant other or lean on your family if you don't have that person or, or you know, if you have a, a large group of friends, maybe find a couple that you can really lean on and support mm-hmm. that can support you when uh, you're facing that, that negative energy. Yeah, no. And you brought up a, a really great point in that for those of us in the sales game, it's uh, even more important. And that's why, you know, it's one of those things where when you're going through what you described of that reflex that people have to something that's new, some sort of disruption in their day, whatever it is. Yeah. You, (laughs) that can wear on you. And, um, for a long time in my sales career, because I started out in retail sales. So that was like face to face. That's a lot tougher than I think anyways, than B2B, right? That's, <laughs> that's more challenging. Well, it, it's, it's different. I wouldn't say that it's more challenging because you know, the, you have advantages in, in that face to face world, right? Because true, you're, yeah. you're able to read body language and you don't have any of that on the phone. Uh, so there's advantages and disadvantages, but, I remember, you know, there are days where people were just seemed to be mean for no reason. And it usually was around the holidays. <laughs> it was usually around like a big holiday, like Christmas or something like that. And everybody's running around and people are just mean for no reason. And I used to take it personally. I used to think that it was something that I was doing or, you know, that whole line of thinking, which is just such a waste of time because in reality, it's like you said, it's people's natural. We're taught not to talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Yep. Right. I mean, that's something you hear from the time you're a kid. So who the hell wants from to an infant right up until like you're at almost a teenager kind of yeah. well, even, and even through telling, your early teen. Right. Yeah. And then, and then you have kids and you tell them the same thing. And, um, it's, uh, so who wants to be bothered by somebody at a kiosk in a mall or, cold calling you in the middle of the day. I mean, um, and so, yeah, that resiliency needs to be there. And it's, it's something that you obviously have. And it sounds like, you know, this, that relationship that you have with your dad is one of those relationships that it's like, and, and it's funny because my mom was the same way. Like, yeah, this isn't acceptable. Like feel, you know, living in this kind of, uh, not living up to your potentials, not, not okay. Not going to allow that to go down. That's right. (laughs) So, um, you know, through your journey, you've kind of learned all of these things. You've recognized that you needed to take some risks and do some different things in order to find that right vehicle. Uh, and, and it, and it, when I think about, 
kind of everything I know about you and how you look at sales and, and just kind of your ideals surrounding all of that. And then I think about what the sales developers are doing. I mean, it's just such a perfect match. Um, first, congratulations. Uh, they're, you know, extremely lucky to have you. Uh, and, and, you know, I think the audience that's listening to this has already, you know, just through you sharing your story, been able to, I mean, you can really kind of take some things away from this. Um, just some really broad things and some really specific things, uh, persistence and, and that, that kind of positive mindset that you need to have in order to be successful and, and be able to go fight those battles on the front lines every day. But and that's not even in sales, right? Like that's, that's just in, in life general. Yeah, very um, true. Because, because I realize that, you know, some of the audience may not be sales folks. So, you know, a, a lot of the times, uh, and, and I, I try and catch myself, but I, I notice that I don't do it, do a good enough job of it. So I, I talk, tend to talk more like geared towards sales and marketing people because that's the people I talk to all day. But yeah, the, the stuff that I'm talking about in terms of positive mindset and positive energy and uh, support and th- those are things that it, it doesn't matter what type of career you have. Yep. It's universal. Just find a way to incorporate it into your life because then you're going to be a better per, you know, not, not say you're not a good good person right now, but (laughs) you're going to, you're going to have a better internal person than than maybe what you're facing today. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, we're all, life is going to be riddled with challenges and every job is going to be riddled with obstacles and things that are tough and you it's all just kind of about equipping yourself to handle it the best way possible not to avoid it or say that everything's going to be peachy keen all the time it's just like you know making sure your batman belt is as you know fully equipped as possible to handle whatever comes your way and um you know for 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 those salespeople that are listening that maybe are on their lunch break this is something new that I'm going to do uh, for season two. And I'm going to ask every guest about a specific tip that salespeople can listen to and then immediately kind of take back to their desk and kind of start using. So Martin, with all of your experience and all of your knowledge, what, what, what's a sales tip that these the sales folks can uh, go back to their desk and put into action? Yeah, so, so it's a, a bit of a two-part tip. Love it. First part is always be genuine and authentic. And I know lately there's a lot of noise, a lot of words on LinkedIn and social and everything else that are using those, those two words. But when I say I'm genuine and I'm being authentic, it's that the truly who I am. So, yep. so if you're going to use those, really mean it. Figure out what it is that makes you genuine and authentic. Don't just use it as buzzwords mm-hmm. because that's that's something that, that drives me a bit 
crazy at times there's different buzzwords like personalization is okay like what what the heck, what are you personalizing you know so those types of, of things just drive me body so figure out if you're going to use them figure out what those mean to you yep and then secondly there especially now and i think probably in, over the next six to 12 months maybe 24 months there is going to be a lot of noise on social with different tips, tricks, tactics. So my advice would be, and, and I've already fallen into this trap so, a, a little bit, don't believe everything you read. <laughs> read it, listen to it, figure out what works for you. Yeah. Take Take some of it, make it your own. But just because somebody is using some type of opening for a cold call or they're using some type of framework, if it worked, you know, test it out. A, a B test it, right? Yep. Test it out. And if it feels natural to you, then start implementing it, start using it. But don't just do it because, you know, three of the top influencers on LinkedIn or Facebook are <laughs> using it because yeah. it's not going to work out. Yeah. So those, those would be my, my tips for people. I love it. So Martin's lunch break podcast sales tips. Number one, if you're going to be genuine, if you're going to say that you're genuine and authentic, really mean it figure out what that means to you and then be that a hundred percent of the time. And then the second tip is, and I love this, be careful about following all the sales tips that you see. What a great tip. So I think, you know, when you go back to your desk, after you listen to this, you know, think about what it means to be genuine and authentic to the folks that you're calling the content that you're producing for your personal brand. And then, you know, think about that second part of taking everything with a grain of salt. I love that, Martin. I mean, I think that that is spot on because as, um, <laughs> you know, as more and more people start to invest in their personal brands, which I think is an absolutely wonderful thing that just Ab means absolutely required, right? You absolutely need, you need required in, in your personal brand. Yep. But that also means there's going to be more noise, like you said. And so okay. just kind of, kind of watch out. I love that. Um, and, it, and it seems like anymore, at least over the last six months, maybe 12 months, everyone's a guru. Everyone's <laughs> a, a coach. Everyone's yeah. a, you know, expert. At you know, whatever they're, I, I, I can say I'm an expert, but am I really an expert? So, <laughs> so just, you know, don't get caught up in all the, yeah, all the hype. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to wrap up episode number 26 of the lunch break podcast by asking you the same question that I ask all my guests, Martin, what is your favorite place to eat lunch? Favorite place to eat lunch is actually a two-parter too. Um, I love it. So, so I'm a big mama's boy. Uh, I'm not, I'm the first one to admit it. Hey, so, where so proudly, if, sir. if I'm at home, it's my mom's kitchen, mom's, mm -hmm. mom's food, mm -hmm. always the best. But after that, 
I'm a, uh, everyone that, that knows me well knows that I'm a big pub beer and wings guy. So nice. It's, uh, I think, well, you, you guys probably have different versions of it in, in the States, but here in Canada, it's called Wild Wing. So it's a. Okay. No, yeah, we got um, them down here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you go get whatever kind of wing. I think they got like 50, 60, some odd, maybe 80, some odd <laughs> different flavors of wings. And uh, once a week, well, not once a week, but once a month, my sister, my middle sister and I, that we're, we're really close, we'll go out and we'll have a couple of beer and some wings. At the end of the week, just the power wind down. it down. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah the, what, that that's a great that's a great answer. Uh, and great. The, the hotter the, the hotter the wing, the colder the beer, the better. Hey. <laughs> it sounds like you know exactly what you're doing over there, man. Yeah, that's perfect. I love it, Martin. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the Lunch Break Podcast. Um, just excited that we got this on the books because it's yeah. been a long time coming. Uh, always love talking to you, man. And uh, I think, you know, you've shared some really great things with the audience today that, um, you know, are pretty wide ranging from, from some, some, you know, very important kind of key life things that they need to think about. And then, you know, also some things that they can kind of put into practice immediately, man. So thank you so much for uh, taking the time to come on the show. Thank you very much, James, for having me. You know, I'm a massive fan of yours, the podcast. I always give it some love. Um, I know you do, man. And I, I greatly appreciate it. You've, you've been, uh, you know, one of those consistent champions for pretty much anything I've done. Uh, and, and, uh, it means the world to me. So one, one and you, you always got my support and love, you know, that, um, yeah. the one last thing I would say to you, to the listeners is, um, for anyone that's not following or connected with me on LinkedIn, if you, you know, just, you, you found this was helpful, useful, you want to pick some, pick my brain on some more, uh, more things i'm always an open book and i'm always accessible but it seems like my time is lately a little starved but if you uh send me a message or an invite i will get back to you i always make make a point to respond to people yeah be careful man uh you, your your inbox may may be flooded here soon uh, you'll be your calendar you you're gonna have to really carve some time out to go down to wild wings uh, <laughs> with all of these meetings, man. Um, yeah. I mean, I would, I, I echo that, um, for anybody that, that isn't already following Martin and, and connected to him, please, you know, for the good of your own sales career, do it. Um, I enjoy all of his content and, and feel like I'm kind of consistently learning from you, man. So again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Martin. You bet. And with that, I'm going to wrap up episode number 26 of the Lunch Break Podcast. See you again soon.